Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to What Difference Does It Make? I'm Holly. And I'm Dave. Okay. Well, what are, we, what are we talking about today? Well, As I'm, you lean into the mic. <laughs> I am so glad you sent this to me. This KROQ Top 106.7 Songs of 1980. Because I thought I remembered a lot about K-Rock, and turns out I didn't. And what is K-Rock? So K-Rock is the... Uh, well, K-Rock has been on the air since the 70s, but it evolved. It's a radio station. It's the mm, alternative or modern rock radio station in Los Angeles. Probably the most famous modern rock station in the U.S. Would you say world famous? I would say the world famous K-Rock, <laughs> if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> sure, why not? Um, so did you listen to K-Rock in 1980? I think I discovered it probably around that time because I was in I was <laughs> you're gonna was, give yourself away I, here I was no yeah I was just entering uh junior high it's what they called it then it wasn't middle school it was junior high no you were entering high school no I was not I'm just a young kid this, hmm. was, this was this was middle school yeah I was in middle school no because you know the year we graduated and it was three years after this no I graduated. I am uh, I'm younger than you. Okay, I know you're, you're younger. Okay, all right. But, well, but, regardless. But yes, I that it was around that time. I had um, I, I was still listening to AM sixty four KFI and Top Forty, and was kind of looking around. I think I knew. I listened to. Uh, I knew about KMT because I listened to Doctor Demento. Mm-hmm. Um, I think KMT, the music they played, kind of scared me because of, I did not understand this this heavy metal rock and roll type thing. Um, but I remember flipping around one. I believe it was probably around that time. Probably earlier. It must have been earlier than that. But I had. Um, I think it was babysitting and looking for something to listen to. Um, but yeah, I, I and I think the first K Rock song that I actually remember is is Rock Lobster.
like, well, this is this is kind of like Dr. Yes. Demento. It's kind of a weird thing. Um, and so I, I was like, oh, look, there's music on this side of the radio dial. That uh, is quintessential. I think that was quintessential K-Rock. I started listening. I thought this was around the time I started listening, but as I looked at this playlist, I realized it might have been a year or two later because there is so much rock. You said you listened to KMET, but there's a lot of artists on here uh, on this K-Rock playlist that were played on uh, KMET and KLOS at the time, like, well, The Police, which was crossover, The Rolling Stones, Tom Petty, Alice Cooper. I had no right. idea. I guess in vague memory of them being played on K-Rock, but yeah. not in this. Well, Tom you know, Petty was many. considered a new wave artist back then. That's so weird when you think about it. Right. But this was actually 1980 was one year before something came about that kind of changed everything. Can you remember what what came about in 1981 that changed everything? Changed your life? <laughs> <laughs> changed everyone you, you, who was of that of our age and their, their if lives? If it changed my life, you'd think I'd remember. It wasn't the might Festival, not, was it? No, you might not have gotten it in 1981. I don't think we got it until like 1983. Well, for Probably. me, it was the Go-Go's. No, I understand. <laughs> but MTV came about in, oh, of course. in 1981. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. This is it. Welcome to MTV Music Television, the world's first 24-hour stereo video music channel. A lot of these, as you look around this list, they are not like a lot of videos like you can read these songs and go oh, I don't I don't think there was a video for this song or this song but um, yeah. and I think that's they were kind of you know trying to figure it all out back yeah. then well, video it was still, killed the radio star I, I've heard about that yes <laughs> so just for reference the top 10 artists Wait, on this don't what? give it away yet Oh, okay. Sorry, it's a big reveal. What what do you want to do? I figured we'd start at the bottom and start talking a little bit about some of the songs. Okay. If if you like. Okay. Just because that's fun. You know, I like countdowns. I like counting down. I guess you do. Are you promoting your show? The smaller the number, the bigger the hit. So we have to. (laughs) That's not really a new wave modern rock kind of thing. But yeah, okay. Okay, but I do, I want to comment. Yeah, go ahead. my, My memory, I thought... There was more modern rock on KROQ in 1980, and I was wrong. And so I, it, it prompted me to look look at the years. Some of this stuff was released. Like I said, the Go-Go's was kind of the turning point for me. Someone turned me on to it, and I thought it was around this time. Turned out it was, was like it? 1981 it or was 1982. 81. Yeah, and it was uh, Our Lips Are Sealed. And Funnily enough, I looked on this chart, because, uh, looking at this chart. Mm-hmm. This is 100 and six songs on here 0.7 yes okay so uh female artists there is the pretenders Mm -hmm. with a guy's backing band there's pat benatar who's on this list Hmm. so those are the mainstream artists there uh oh and also heart is on this list and the motels which i guess not all female was it motels on oh okay uh b52s and x so that was it of uh for female centric artists so that's that's why the go-go's kind of broke everything yeah. right? that was like that's why it was such a big deal i don't remember at the time i think because i had just gotten into music at this time it didn't seem weird to hear women on the radio especially because i was i love this pretender's first album was one, still Best one of my favorite album albums. yes still one of my favorite albums of all time yes agreed 
and then I loved the X album too. I had discovered X, so that was my little secrets that I I knew about because I also <laughs> on K Rock was this uh, this weird sounding DJ named Rodney, and I listened to his music just because it was just bizarre, and he played a lot of these songs that uh, you know, that you know I started to discover and like bands like X. Yes. All right, Stiff Little Fingers. We started off with the Stiff Little Fingers, brand new single, Back to the Front. And then we heard a group called Another Pretty Face and Whatever Happened to the West. We heard a clash, a different version of White Man and, and uh, Har- Hammersmith's Parley. And then the Dills doing Red Rocker's Root. And then Stiff Little Fingers, uh, Suspect Device. Okay, here, here's a group we're going to play. We played this last week. A lot of people were asking what this was. Kind of sounded like a Beach Boy tune. It's by an all-girl group from San Francisco called The Urge. And the name of this is Bit by Bit. Let's check it out. And who else? Who else would you put in there, uh, classify with X? With oh, X. no, you missed. You know what you missed on this? Susie and the Banshees. Oh, that's right. Which I would absolutely have put in there as well. Oh, very good. Oh, good. I did miss them. Okay. So yeah, and that was another one I loved too. That uh, was yes. the song Christine. Is that the song? That's or? what was on here in 1980. Yes. Yeah, I lo- uh, love that that song. That was Me too. really cool. All right, so looking, like, starting at the back end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and looking up. So the, the first song, the, you know, for the 106.7 song is the K-Rock theme. <laughs> Can you sing it? K R O Q F M, Rock of the 80s. There you go. Okay, (laughs) so. Still embedded in my brain. When I was doing the research for this, I found the old TV spot. Did you see it? No. Which they had, and I read the the history of it. They kind of. The the history of K Rock in itself is really interesting. I don't know if you've read, you know, how much you've read about it, but the whole history from the Mm -hmm. 70s, really until today. But that commercial was put together. It was really just graphics. It was put together by the by the jocks themselves, just for fun, and it was cheap and easy, and it was cool, and it had that theme. Anyway. Sorry, just inside. Yeah, no, that's great. They were just based out of this little... Nothing studio in Pasadena. Yeah, and then they moved. I don't know. I think they lost their lease. They moved to the Pasadena Hilton and got evicted from there. It's an interesting history. It's a if you fun read story it. that I'm sure we'll talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> for, yes. We got to get people for, yeah. for the show. <laughs> to talk about this. We got to get experts. I don't know. We're just uh, pontificating on uh, <laughs> just giving We're our own little bit. And bits and pieces. But okay, so 106. This is shocking, and I don't even remember <laughs> this song. Oh, you don't? Oh, never mind. Of course I do. It's it's Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick, which who Every, would have thought? Everything works if you let it. Even just hearing that title, I just, I hear the song. I mean, they're, they're such a hooky band. Everything works if you let it, if you let it in your heart. 
not a cheap trick on this playlist. Right. I mean, we could skip around as we go up. The songs that I did not know, like even the, uh, the you didn't know, oh, you do know the cheap trick song. It's fun just looking at this because there's, not only is there Rod Stewart, which is funny. That song, Passion, that was a big song. Queens, Crazy Little Thing Called Love. You got Heart. I mean, right, you're looking at the, these are all classic rock artists. Yeah, Joe go, Walsh. Wow. Right. Uh, so then the first unique K-Rock song that I remember is uh, The Surf Punk's My Wave. Yep. Californian type of song, just it's kind of like the Beach Boys turned punk or something. It was, you know, yeah, except there was no, there was no harmony. It was just, you know, just, just bratty, bratty guys screaming about screaming. getting off your way. This is, this is my beach. Get off. <laughs> Very no, Southern California. Local, locals only, man. But it's um, Huey Lewis in the news. I do remember hearing Huey Lewis all the time on on K Rock. Hmm. I think that's when I first heard it. Okay, so Which you must the, have been listening before me. I don't know the song Who Cares. I remember, well, Working for a Living. I know they played that one. Huh. Taking What They're Given, because I'm yeah. Working for a Living. Yeah. And then, <laughs> also from Big, <laughs> the movie. Oh. <laughs> uh, Roger Daltrey. That's wild. What jumps out is, is really the disparity to me, in my just to my ear, between some of the artists. I mean, ACDC. And Oingo Boingo. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I don't know how they, they worked. It was just accepted. It yeah. was just, why not? Which is just, really cool. Right. Really, I really think, cool. I think so, too. I, I, think, I don't think you hear that on alternative radio now. You definitely we're not gonna, do not. We're not going to play any hip-hop right. mixed in with, uh, I would love to hear Childish Gambino on, on, on K-Rock. Yeah. Or, you know, they're not going to play that. Yeah, they definitely stick to the format now. This was a really great, such a great wide variety. Yeah. I can't, I can't get over it. Okay, so you want to move up there? Well, yeah, the one that actually has been stuck in my, my head now because I had no idea whatever became of this band, or I don't remember the song, and then I played it, and like, oh, I, I remember loving this song, and that, that was number ninety. Is the Romeo's seriously affected? Seriously affected. I don't remember the song. I was listening to it like, wow, this this sounds like a lost Rolling Stones class song. Huh. So I could see why they played the Rolling Stones because uh, this song sounds like a, a Rolling Stones song. And I I tried Googling their 
information and there is nothing about them. They were, I think they were on Columbia Records, but that was it. There was nothing about this band. So just really a cursory look for this band. I have no idea about it. But the song Seriously Is Affected has been stuck in my head. You're enjoying the What Difference Does It Make podcast, but we're going to take a break right now and we'll be right back. Well, let's get back to the exciting conclusion of the What Difference Does It Make podcast. So whether K-Rock's, oh, the Gary Myrick and the Figures, I remember that song. That was when they played a lot, but this one, it was only 86. to number one you have much more rock than there's a lot so after gary myrick it's just insane it's i mean you know there's tom petty the pretenders the police acdc then we go into huey lewis and then okay then there's Susie. look there's john lennon yeah but you don't really think of him as a care a modern rock artist in any way but the modern rock transition actually happened in between 79 and 80 so this was probably the last year you would see this much rock on a k-rock this was this was probably this one in 81 before MTV and yeah. you know Duran Duran and all those new wave bands take over and like, oh, okay, this is what people want to hear and this is what K-Rock started playing. So when I think of K-Rock, when I first started listening, which I guess was the early 80s now, Squeeze and Oingo Boingo, Devo, The Clash, oh. which I guess got played on rock radio too. That was my first like... I bought London Calling, and that yeah. that changed everything. I love yeah. that album. I think that came out the first week in 1980, and I bought it eventually. Yeah. And, and I played that. That was on constant play. Heavy rotation. Heavy rotation, because <laughs> I didn't have very many records, but and that's, that's one of the reasons I probably can sing, I'll sing along to every song on that, on that album. Everybody should have the record, the uh, London Calling, as a record. Sure. Yeah. Just my opinion. Just your, yeah. Oh, records are still fun. Uh, So, yeah, it's kind of funny that you would hear, I don't know, was there a segue that from, like, Squeeze into ACDC, You Shook Me All Night Long? ACDC's Black and Black dominated in 1980. Yes. Everything. Yes. I mean, it's 
sold like 20 million records. It was crazy. There was no escaping it. And K-Rock jumped on that. I mean, yeah. it's like, why not? But I can't hear that transition into squeeze. I know, but ACDC. apparently they that happened. They do it down on canvases, they do it at my peak. Blazing about the beach all day and night, the cricket's creeping. Squinting faces at the sky. A Harold Robbins paperback. Surface drop their boards and drop. I also pulled up the top hits of the of 1980 that K-Rock played. And there were a few. Do you know what the number one song in 1980 is? And K-Rock did not play this, which is crazy. Did oh, you I see? Saw it. You saw it. All right. I cheated. All right. So, cheater, tell it's me what funny. you saw. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Call me from American Gigolo. Number one song of the year. K Rock did not have it in their top hundred and six songs. What it is? Female. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were too disc I, I was looking at it. I don't think K Rock I uh I think in nineteen eighty disco sucked. <laughs> and you you didn't want to play any disco apparently uh, for if you're considered a rock station. Okay. And so maybe call me I mean that's that's my thinking, maybe. Um, Because they played Pink Floyd and they played Queen. Oh, here's another pop song that was not played on K-Rock that I thought should have been played. Pop Music by M. played on uh, well it was not on this chart it was the number one song in the country and it was the number 40 song of the year both of those songs were very innovative i'm surprised that they didn't get played right they didn't uh, who knows wow this is so nk rock to me right exactly so yeah. right it's not like what you're 
what you remember. Kayla. 1982 went to all modern rock. You wouldn't find any more uh, traditional rock artists on K on K Rock in 1982. Oh, that, that's what they declared themselves, yes. modern rock in '82. Yes. All right. It's fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What constitutes modern rock? So then they had to cut out the ACDC and the. Uh, yeah. Well, it must have been the opinion of their professionals, which also, just as an aside to this. Yes. So I was looking, I was thinking about all the jocks, and I know this is more of a radio geek thing, mm-hmm. but I was fascinated by all the jocks. And so I went back and I looked at the whole list. Because you, when you think of K-Rock, you think of Richard Blade, you think of Poor Man, you think of Swedish Eagle and Freddie Snakeskin. And, and, but there were some... Ramondo and the Blade. Ramondo, Ramondo, exactly. <laughs> um, and Rodney, Rodney on the yeah. Rock, Rodney Bingenheimer. But I looked Dusty at... Dusty Street. yes. Well, I looked at the full list, and I used to I remember. Realized, I used to know all the jocks. Yeah. Oh, good. That makes me happy. But I was really surprised to find because I also listened to rock radio. I listened to, like you to KMET and KLOS, and the jocks that you associated with those stations, like Fraser Smith, mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of others. Doctor Demento. So these were, but this was in the seventies. These guys were also on K Rock. Yeah, Fraser Smith started at K Rock. I should have remembered that, but yeah. I didn't. And I didn't know. I discovered Dr. Mento when he was on KMET. I didn't remember. Same here. And Shadow Stevens was also yeah. on K-Rock. He was a top 40, really a top 40 guy, ultimately. Right. Yeah. I was just really surprised that, to find that, well, Rachel Donahue, who we knew from K-Rock, but also you associate with rock, rock radio. She Freeform Radio. She yeah. started out yeah, in San Francisco. Yeah. Anyway, it was just a surprise to it's, me how many, yes. um, how many rock... So what you're saying is your memory fails you, and yeah. like like everyone's like, I don't remember hearing these songs. Yeah, or, selective. It's, Maybe it's just... You it know. is selective memory. like Because everyone yeah. says, oh, why don't they play the songs they used to play? But you don't remember the songs they used no, to play. But some, and you don't remember that... what it used to be like. like you know, like know People always say, oh, Saturday Night Live used to be funny. But then you go, <laughs> go back and like... Oh, some of these skits were not as good as I remember. Right, or, exactly. You know, like, but the ones know. that were were. But right, only you remember handful. all you remember is the cream, like right. you know the, the the good stuff, like Weekend Update. Yeah. <laughs> okay. With Chevy Chase. Okay, I'm I'm a Norm Macdonald guy. Oh, I love Norm. I well, love Weekend Update, <laughs> and I think they've had mostly good people doing it. So okay, all right. So, what were some of the other top ten? Okay, so yeah, as we go up, then um, look at number twenty-one. Van Halen. Van yes, Halen. That's, that was probably one of the biggest shockers. Well, they say it's kind of frightening how this younger generation swings. You know, it's more than just some new sensation. Well, the kid is into losing sleep and he don't come home for half a week. You know, it's more than just an I think um, Rodney was the first to play Van Halen. That doesn't surprise me, but that they would be so high up in... in yeah, especially at that time. But yeah. they were playing ACDC. Yeah. So it all kind of makes sense. Well, what other K-Rock... I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find out. So there was a uh, first appearance of uh, Oingo Boingo in 1980. Yes. Ain't This the Life. Living with a mill in a penthouse high A state's a rare in a martini's dry Folks below the same 
having a party on a big jet plane. I got so drunk that I can feel no pain. Hanging out in a bulgo, drinking rum and sniffing cocoa. Bitches said they're in the look this way. Dance with you tonight, everything's alright. Banana wife, ain't this the life? I actually bought that. It was like the 10 inch album that I bought because I had heard that. Like, I, I believe also on Rodney. He, I think he played that. I don't know why that caught my attention, but it was maybe it, also I, I was, I thought it was always cool when they played LA bands for some, you know, like bands from Los Angeles. I think that's why maybe they play, they, they really did uh, focus a lot on, or they tried to push the, the local band. So, they which did. was why they played X. And it was a great music scene and, anyway. And the surf punks and Oingo Boingo. So I heard it so much that it was like that was one that I, that was like one of my first actual purchases with that was buying this ten inch uh, Oingo Boingo EP. That's I, a, I still have it somewhere. Yeah, no, I I was a huge fan. I saw them live many times. I saw them at the Palace Did in you Hollywood. Hmm? At the Palace? Oh, yes. in Hol- not Perkins Palace. That's, no, not that was in Pasadena. The that, Palace yes, in Hollywood I, was on because um, that was they always. What else did they push? Was Perkins Palace and uh, Florentine Gardens? <laughs> that was a disco. Yeah, well, they didn't really have. I know, but that still, many artists playing there. Oingo Boingo also very innovative, and Danny Elfman obviously went on to have a huge career and super talented. I love them. I mean, every every song there was nothing. You know, anytime they, they were so easily recognizable. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. The only band, new wave band with horns, you know? Yeah. I don't think there was, uh, I don't think any other band had a trumpet player in there. Yeah. Well, he was, he's the... brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, definitely. I think in 1980, that was like my tipping point of like, you know, like I am all in now. Trans- yeah, the transition like, has taken place. Like I, I, yeah, this is, this is something different. This is something unique. And I, and for some reason it just, it piqued my interest in like, and I think still, like, I touched on like like bands like ACDC, mm-hmm. like the and Black Sabbath. They scared the the hell out of me. I think <laughs> like, I didn't understand them really. Like I, you know, they're all black. Yeah. They're worshiping the devil. I don't need to associate with these bands because they scare mm-hmm. me. And maybe that's uh, why I kind of leaned a little bit towards. Although punk didn't scare me, or it, it intrigued me. I was drawn into that world. And and the uh, you know, <laughs> I was drawn to punk, but not to heavy metal. Well, this really until, goes not until later when. Then <laughs> this this goes what you just said goes exactly to what I feel music is overall, which is just it's it's such an individual. You know, you're you're drawn to it. Whatever the reason you're drawn to it is your reason for being drawn to it. There's yeah. nothing, you know, obviously good music is good music and talented musicians are talented musicians, but there's just something about music. It's like a, an internal, and that's why I have such a hard time making, you know, people joke about musical taste. I told you in my house, people like said this to you before, they say it's got a good beat and you can dance to it and they make fun of me because mm. I like a lot of music for that reason. Who cares? It's music. Yeah. It should all be celebrated. Anyway. <laughs> That's my... That's your up with people message. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean... I love music. <laughs> I love music. No, but I understand. I, I hear your point exactly. That's... Um, so you were drawn more to, you know... Right. So Whatever metal... your entry is, you know, you'll, you slowly discover, like, you know, I'm sure in 1980 you probably thought, or, you know, you were hearing Disco Sucks, Disco Sucks, and like, okay, I'm not going to listen to that. I'll listen to this other thing. But then later on, you're like, hold on a second. You start discovering... Beach, uh, the B- Bee Gees, 
and ABBA made amazing pop songs, and these are great, yes. amazing. These are well produced and beautiful songs, and I love this stuff. Yes. So and yeah, I did. kind of yeah. So I kind of made a U turn later, you know, discovering the, this this music. I did, however, I did see the Bee Gees in in seventy eight at Dodger Stadium because I won tickets on sixty four KFI. <laughs> And my dad, did. my dad took me to that show. Yeah, that was during the Spirits Having Flown. That was their. Oh wow! So that was yeah, that was yeah, that was a good show. I mean, I didn't really appreciate it at the time. Um, I think because I was young. But in hindsight. But yeah, yeah. like oh yeah, that was kind of cool. I saw them at. That was their peak. That was you know like right after yeah. Eye Fever and. Yeah, so that that was good stuff. That would have been a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, there is you, you always discover music coming back. Like I, so yeah. you know, like even though ACDC scared me, it was still I still yeah. kind of like I go, well this a lot of people like this. I should pay attention to I this. I can't even I don't categorize ACDC with some of those really heavy met like Black Sabbath and some of the speed like Metallica, mm-hmm. Megadeth, which is speed metal, but I don't even categorize acdc the same way because they had some it it was melodic melodic, oh yeah yeah no they were onto a formula that worked yeah no (laughs) most definitely the player well he was he's brilliant brilliant yeah definitely yeah i discovered black sabbath i think in the 90s after i fell in love with grunge and like and everyone kept referencing black sabbath so again you know kind of make the u-turn like all right maybe i need to listen to black sabbath like oh yeah i guess it does See how open your mind is? I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) All right, so keep going up this list. As we hit 18, that's kind of a uniquely K-Rock song. Yes. Because I don't think uh, the the rock stations, traditional rock stations, played the romantics, what I like about you. Definitely not. Yes, that was also quintessential K-Rock. I was I really I really liked listening to the top forty at that time. I'd like that AM station. KHJ, I, I was, did you not listen to KHJ? I listened to KHJ. As well? Yeah. Sure. Um, I don't know why. Maybe because it was a stronger signal, but I seemed to always listen to KFI. I was just the opposite. I was ninety three KHJ all the time. All the time. Yeah. Did you find uh, what was the other one? Uh, the Mighty Ten Q. Well, I like it that Sound go rhythm on LA's original rock and roll radio. I did not. I, I remember. I, ten, yeah, big ten. I remember seeing those the TV spots for ten Q. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> I think the real Don Steele was on there too. Yes, but, the, but he was yeah. also on K, on KHJ. I believe was he on? Yeah, it could have been. I could be mistaken. All right, so then we get as we get close. There are a few more unique songs, K rock centric. Here's another one moving up even further. The Vapors. Yes. Turning Japanese. That was also another. Um, I remember. Uh, I actually. I bought the forty-five of that. <laughs> you put the little disc in the middle. I. Uh, I'm sure I did. <laughs> of course. I got your picture. 
believe the the rumor before there was the internet, there was like talking, there was uh, you know word of mouth, and I think um, turning Japanese was supposed to be about masturbation, I believe. Yes. Okay. Oh, see, <laughs> I got confirmation right there. Yes. Yes, I don't know. I haven't looked it up on the internet lately, but I still, to this day, like... I haven't analyzed Like the rumors the about Rod Stewart, you knew about those, you knew about Richard Gere, <laughs> and you knew about turning Japanese, because that... Yes. <laughs> I, uh, but I still, I love that song. I, and that was a uniquely new wave song. And I think that's yeah. why, uh, that's why, I, you know, Going Go, Boing Go, Turning, and, and The Vapors, these were super K-Rock Songs there you go. One that go, one I, go. Only a lot even higher than than the vapors. Yeah, in the top it, ten. There Sorry, you go. eleven. There you go. But <laughs> then we so we get to the top ten. There's your first police sighting. No, no, they played. Yeah, I mean, I mean, on this on this playlist, yeah. But the police, the police, they were a great crossover because you heard them on rock radio, and then you heard them on K Rock, and then they continued to be a K Rock artist. Yeah, they were the ones that were able to bridge that uh, that gap um, because their next album was Synchronicity, and that was played. Was that played on K Rock? It must have been played on. Yes, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Well, we'll know when we review our next Uh, playlist. Apparently. Okay, so then you got the cars, then you got uh, number six, Pink Floyd, Another Brick in the Wall, part two. That's another shocker to me. I'm still, still, to this day, we don't need no education. It's a double negative. That means you do need education. <laughs> I, think, I, think he did, I think he did that on purpose, but that was always he like, why is, he, <laughs> why is he doing this? Du- why is he Dumb saying shit. they do these? They're stupid. Why are they saying that? Because we were in school back then. It yeah, was important I, to us. I guess so. Yeah, yeah then the uh, the B-52s, Give Me Back My Man, sung by a female. their second album wild planet which i i love they were great so fun so fun you wanted to be like that you wanted to be as cool as them are they still yeah. playing around town those 80 shows yeah we'll have to do we got to go to those we're, we're gonna have to go <laughs> for to inspiration some, we got to go to some 80 shows i there's a number of them that we got to go at least we're going uh, to the next one uh, Next one. There's a million of them. There's the next one. (laughs) I will send you a list of all the bands that are still touring. 
all these bands are still out, you know, except for the uh, the Lost Romeos, I, the, the Romeo band. Yeah, if they do, we're going to see them. Yeah, we should. So then the, the rest are, um, well, the, the Stones, She's So Cold, mm-hmm. Tom Petty, Refugee, Pretenders, The Weight, Knots, Brass and Pocket, and then, um, what was, I forgot, what was the number one song? <laughs> Devo, Whip It, yeah. from Freedom of Choice. Yeah, yes, for those for for Devo fans, and they were, <laughs> no, and they were great musicians. They were amazing musicians. If uh, if you ever pull up some concert footage of them, and it's it's just unbelievable. Just the the way they're 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 a super tight band, and they you know they do these weird movements to the songs, but it's just and smart. Yes, they're well, actual rocket scientists. No. Are they? Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. No, they're from Ak- they're from same place as uh, Chrissy Hine from Akron, Ohio. So yeah, uh, Jerry Casale. Yeah, they went to um, oh uh, Kent State. Um, actually, Jerry Casale from Devo was at the the shooting at uh, at Kent State. Really? Yeah, he was there at that that day. He didn't write a song about it. Uh, no, that was up to Neil Young <laughs> yes. to do. Yeah, so there we go. So we've decided uh, Devo is the best band ever in, in this episode. <laughs> no we, didn't, we didn't decide that, <laughs> but we definitely respect and appreciate their, what they, how they've contributed. I, I hear that, and I, I hear a tone in your voice. <laughs> we appreciate Respect. Respe- mad respect. On that note. So there you go. So that was it's a pretty, uh, pretty crazy list when you way- think about it. Way diverse, way more diverse than I ever would have imagined. Would you but be really fun? Would you be tolerant if you heard us music now? Do you think? Oh, to- this? Yeah, totally. I, I... Would your kids appreciate this? No, <laughs> uh, that's not true. I don't know. They might. If if you gave it to them with no background and they just listened, uh, they probably would. I have turned them onto some of this stuff and some. They may have discovered themselves. Sam, my son, a little more open-minded than my daughter to our music and new wave. Um, I'd love to. Maybe we should do that. When we go to these new wave shows, we'll have to drag our kids and and just watch them sulk. That'll be fun. I have to bribe mine. Oh, nice. (laughs) All right, so let's wrap this up. All right, until next time, this has been... This is Dave. This is Holly. and And this is What Difference Does It Make? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.